Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're in Canada. We're on a vacation in Vancouver. Yep. Dory doesn't like us saying that we're on vacation. She wants you to think we live like misers, which we do. But we're in Canada because it's very close and the flights are cheap. never said that. She said, Matt, we're misers. We can't be vacationing. I, I never, I literally never said that. I mean, who are you going to believe? Me? Yeah. Your old friend, Matt, mm. who you've known for many years. Or this newcomer, Dory Shafrir. Mm. Hot off the presses with her paperback, start up a novel, buy it wherever books are sold. Mostly Target. Yep. Uh, also listen to the audiobook. Yeah, that would be nice. That's available on Audible. Sure, sure you can find a promo code somewhere on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Dory, mm. I'm trying to figure out where we were at last week in the CCRM of it all. We had decided what we we're doing. Yep. We decided we're going to do, we're going to move forward with the embryo transfer at CFP. Yep. That's a little, little boy. 
Yep. Little male embryo. Yep. Little frozen cave Encino man. Yep. What if he comes out looking just like Brendan Fraser? Well, the odds of us getting to that point are very slim. So I don't think he's going to come out looking like anything because I don't think he's going to come out. Oh, boy. We'll have to come out one way or the other. Ew. I know. Gross. That was really gross. Yeah. Occasionally I'll be gross. Okay. And not mean to be gross. All right. Hey, what's wrong? I'm tired. How so? We did a lot of walk. We did a lot of walking. Yep. I hit twenty five thousand steps uh, on Thursday. Also, my back hurts. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna give you the headphones. We only have one pair of headphones today because we're traveling. But I want Dory to know that she is breathing into the mic very heavily, and she won't do that if she has the headphones on. Your headphones smell. Well, of course they do. I sleep in them every night. Ugh. All right. They don't smell. Noses smell. Things stink. They stink. Thank you. You're welcome. Just like one of those shots, huh? It stinks. Yep. Anyway. Got my period today. Oh, up top. Ow. Ow. I went far for that. Uh, So that means we call uh, the old doctor back, huh? Yep. When do we go in? Probably tomorrow. Tomorrow morning? Theoretically, yes. Oh, my goodness. What a time. Yeah. This is amazing. Things mm-hmm. are happening so fast, everybody. Things are happening. Then what happens? Well, hopefully I don't have a have a cyst anymore. Right. Um, and then we can start this transfer cycle. How long does it take start to finish? Two I think weeks? it usually takes three weeks. Three weeks. It's hard to remember, you know? It is. It so all many kinda, different things that happen. All kind of blends together. Let's do a check-in with Dory. How are you feeling about everything right now? Pessimistic. Um, purposefully so? Or you just feel like you can't feel any other way? Um, wait, what do you mean, purposefully so? Like, are you purposely being pessimistic as to not be disappointed? I, I can't separate the two. I'm also tired. I feel like I, I need a coffee or something. Okay. And that's how I'm feeling right now. Do you want a coffee? No, we don't really have time. I mean, there's coffee right here. I can make a coffee in the room. Where's their coffee? In the thing. In Where? the in the in the. All in I the saw cabinet. was an electric kettle. I heard there was coffee uh, the, I, from the guy that I, brought I, my bag. I heard that too, but I think that was a lie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you anyway, want to pop a Vivance, see how that treats you. No, I don't. Um, I am feeling like, let's just get this transfer over with. So we know that it's not going to work. That's how I'm feeling. And then <laughs> we head to the CCRM. Yep. Who listened to this podcast? It turns out. Yeah. What up CCRM? Thanks for calling to let us know that hopefully there's free parking still. <laughs> I honestly hope that's what they're calling. For. What if they were like, we just wanted to let you know. We've changed our parking policy. That's amazing if they do that. <laughs> it's um, not valet. We could call um, Tim Horton, see if he'll bring by a coffee. Hmm. Uber Eats, apparently, by the way, is available in Vancouver. We noticed a bike driving by. Bikes don't drive. They ride. Cycling by. Uh, yeah, I had an Uber Eats on a, on a, a bag. And now I don't know if this was a bag he picked yeah, up maybe, in Manitoba. Maybe it was just his bag. Or something. But I felt like maybe there's Uber Eats. But here, there's but no, no Uber. Uber. Yeah. Yeah. 
Weird. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It'd be crazy if we have to do this transfer right when you have to go away that weekend. Or when my parents are here. Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? We'd bring them with us. That'd be a fun time. Let's see. Uh, what if we all got in the One, white uniforms? Two. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like smack dab in the middle of when they're going to be here. Uh I think we might have a fun Saturday plan for them. Well, only one person can come into the into the OR. I nominate Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's gonna no. be you. Uh, what about Avishai? That'd be fun. That'd be weird. Couldn't hear anything. You're like what? That's true. <laughs> they'd probably you'd probably like distract them, and then they'd like drop the embryo. <laughs> okay, you're. You're picturing that they have like tongs or something. Yeah, they they have a pipette. What? They have oh, like a yes, catheter and a yeah, pipette. Yeah. It's really bizarre how this all works. Yep. I don't know. The uh That's interesting. The idea of your parents being around for this. Mm-hmm. What an exciting time. Thrilling. It's fun for them to be so close to IVF, you know? And yet so far. Yep. Just really just get in there. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. Also wonder why there's no coffee. Yeah. Do you think they'd go? And get coffee? No, I mean, do you think they'd go to the appointment? Um, if we ask them to, they would. Yeah. Let's follow that up with, A, would they want to? B, would you want them there? I don't know. My dad listens to the podcast, so he'll listen and tell us what he thinks. Yeah, but it seems like... There's no coffee, guys, so it's probably pretty boring for you. And we'll have to get there at 7. No, the transfers happen in the afternoon. I get the transfers confused with the retrievals. Retrievals, retrievals the are early because you have to go, go and, under. And you don't have to go under for the... For the... Transfer. There's the word. Correct. It's really interesting. Oh, God. I can't believe we're that close again. Yeah. To another two-week wait. I'm so excited. You're not. I want to know. I want. What, what's going on? What Is do you it really mean? that you're tired? I I do. I've had about half as much caffeine as I've usually had by this time in the day. Yeah. So. But you've got a nice nap coming on that plane. Oh, I won't be able to nap. Why not? First of all, the flight is at like six thirty. That's way too late to nap. <laughs> Why? Because I want to be able to go to sleep at my normal bedtime of 10 p.m. I'm imagining I'll be conked out. But we're not getting back till 11.30. What are you talking about? We oh, get back yeah, at 9.30. Yeah, I get that confused <laughs> a lot. I really do. <laughs> 9.30? That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I really thought we were getting back at 11.30. No, we get back at 9.30. Ah, this we'll, is a dream. We'll be home by 10.30. Oh, this is what I like about Vancouver. It's, it's very it's close. close you it know? is. It's very close. And the Air Canada flights are not expensive. No. And you just, you pop up, pop yep. back. Yep. Yep. Also, they have a great um, border patrol situation. They have, basically, they have global entry for everyone. Like, you just scan your passport. Yeah, but you do talk to somebody. Yes, but the the process is expedited. And I think we also lucked out and got there at, like, a weird time. And there was no one there. But they had so many machines. They did have a lot of machines, but not that many people. And they have a lot of stanchions set up for what I assume for is lines. the line that gets crazy at some point. That's true. 
So we just lucked out. We got in. And it was, I mean, it's probably like Wednesday morning. It was Wednesday There's morning. A lot of people yeah. Arriving in Vancouver. Arriving into the Coves. Yeah. Got to say, if you're from Vancouver and you listen to this podcast, thumbs up. You got a great city going for you. Yeah, great city. Really enjoy the biking. Yeah, that was great. Dory is having so many issues. She's got a little bit of a neck twinge happening because yep. she walked a lot with a purse on one side. Yep. And then, uh, you know, we biked mm-hmm. today. We did about, about 10 miles. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is in kilometers, but that was good. It was good to be back on a bike. Yeah, felt been, good. Haven't been on a bike in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, I tried uh, three donut places. Cardam's, mm-hmm. Lee's mm-hmm. on Granville Island, and Tim Hortons. What was your favorite? I think it was the Lee's. I, I think it was that Lee's. Um, I, I like a simple donut. Yeah. Sometimes donuts have a lot going on. I don't like that. I don't yeah. even really like donuts. And I thought the Lee's ones were, were quite delicious. Yeah. Except for the cherry one, which was fine. Yeah. Didn't it didn't really taste, didn't like, taste cherry. like cherry. Didn't taste like cherry. tasted like someone put food coloring in one of their regular donuts. I agree. Thank you. You're welcome. It's really nice to find common ground. Yeah, it is. The other night at dinner, Dory, I asked Dory to... Um, what was I'm trying to figure out the question. I wrote it down because it was this funny, everybody. <clears throat> Notes. Let's see. So at dinner... He found these websites where you, like, ask your spouse questions. Uh, and I believe the question was, name three things you have in common with your spouse. And uh, Dory got stuck after saying, our dog... And podcasts. You rattled off a, a whole lot of things that I was actually quite surprised by. Uh, but you didn't disagree with any of them. No, I didn't. You just don't think about how much we do have in common. Well, it's you're so always fun. You're always talking about how we don't have anything in common. But we have a lot of actual things in common. Otherwise, why would we be married? I don't know. I mean, come on. That's the big question, right? Oh no, what's happening? this podcast now about a divorce no okay because i would get Bo. <gasps> yep there you, you go even, you didn't even want him you'd get the podcasts <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know if you got Bo, he would live at the chateau he'd have to so you'd have to because i'm <laughs> never around which i feel bad about but you know, we also love him dearly. He's having a good time right now. Yeah, we got a report. Yep. He's going to beach day next week, guys. Mm-hmm. Bo's going on a beach trip with some of his other dog pals we, organized by the Chateau. We got to get him a new bathing suit. I think he's okay uh, just freeballing it without his balls. What about sunglasses? Free sacking it. Should we get him sunglasses? Uh, he has sunglasses. He has doggles. Should we get him a hat? Mm, maybe he would look cute in a hat right he well, loves wearing clothes Bo loves, loves wearing clothes. clothes everybody so if you've ever seen uh, Bo on Instagram you know he, he's a clothes guy <laughs> clothes guy he's anyway. a fashion hound oh boy <laughs> oh boy alright that's one less thing we have in common <laughs> great sense of humor yeah um okay so look I, I I'm not thinking about this transfer. Okay. I think that's how we should approach it. Sure. 
and then we'll just do it. All right. And we'll have a fun two-week wait. I'll be gone for part of it. Yep. And then we'll tell uh, the Patreon people first. Yep. Because <laughs> we'll get the results <laughs> in the middle of the week. Uh, okay. Anything else to report from sunny Vancouver? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Do you have anything else? No, I just love the city. I love the country. And I'd like to move here. Thank you. All right. All right. It's time to hear from everybody back on the internets. First up, we have Anna, who says, Hi, Matt and Dory. I was listening to your latest podcast about your phone consult with CCRM in Colorado when I recognized Dr. Schoolcraft's name. He was the doctor who IVF'd me back in 1989. My mom was in her early 40s and had been trying to conceive for 10 years when she finally came across Dr. Schoolcraft, who at the time worked for for a Swedish hospital in Denver. Uh, Not a Swedish hospital, for Swedish hospital. I was one of eight embryos transferred and was born four days before my mom's 41st birthday. She always talked about... Dr. Schoolcraft with great fondness. And it's very strange to think that without him, I might not exist. You wouldn't exist. (laughs) Very (laughs) mind-bending. Anyway, I just wanted to share this anecdote. Thank you for the podcast. I look forward to to it every Monday. I love hearing about the process that made me and all the struggles that my parents must have gone through. Best of luck to you both. Anna, you are are one of those early uh, IVFers. You're an early IVFer. You're a pioneer. You're a... Good God, you're 29 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. You're an adult. Yeah. Fully formed person mm-hmm. with a career and a life. You probably have kids yourself. Oh, my God. What if she did? Mm-hmm. Do you? Let us know. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty meta. The schoolcraft guy. I don't know. This whole thing of like going to a different clinic is just like, (sighs) I get it. I get having to try it. It is mind boggling though. Yeah. It's sort of like, how did we get here? Yeah. It's also like, how different can it be? I don't know, but people say it's really different. Yeah. Well, if you know how different it can be, let us know in the comments section. Don't forget to hit the bell icon to know when we have new videos. You watch way too much YouTube. Sure do. Thanks, YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Now, uh, you have voicemails ready. I don't know if you wanted to play one. Yeah, we ha- we got a lot of voicemails this week. So I'm going to play one right now. Hey, Matt and Dory, it's Erin Rubin calling. I had to stop the most recent podcast to um, respond. I have written into you guys earlier, and um, I actually went to CCRM in Colorado as my fertility specialist. I saw Dr. Schoolcraft there, and um, I actually live about 10 minutes away from there, so I'm lucky in that respect. However, I just had to, I don't have a question, but I have to comment that their billing department in general is horrendous, and I think this is probably across the board. For a lot of fertility 
um, specialists as well, but I used to have to call several times over the course of a week just to get them to call me back. They would often relay the wrong information, and they were definitely very trigger-happy and ready to just go ahead and run my credit card (laughs) before even consulting me on various items, so I totally feel you there. Um, They did help us successfully have a a baby boy who is now almost one and a half, so I'm really hoping that they are able to help you as well in this journey. Um, Hope you're both doing well, and uh, I'll keep listening. It's been great listening to you guys. Thanks. There you go. Well, well, well. Turns out... We agree with you, by the way. Well, you know, you really laid into me last week for spending nine minutes telling that story. But it turns out... No, no, no. What I'm saying... I think my problem last week was that that's all you told me about. And it took you so long to actually get to the meat and potatoes of the the consult. Right. But I think she's right, because I, I... I just think that all uh, Dory's texting. Oh my no, God. I'm looking up a text that I received that I wanted to read to you. Um, all billing departments, I think, are just genuinely, generally horrible. Yes, yes, and and uh, yeah, it's just like why can't why can't any of them be be good? Is there a good billing department? I don't know. The whole thing about being trigger happy, though, I feel like this is why I never want to leave my credit card on file anywhere because I feel like they're just going to run it. You know what I mean? Just like whenever they feel the need. Yeah, they're like, mm, well, let's just let's just charge them a few hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, hopefully that's fine in the future here. Um, you know, I... Did you find the text you were looking at? Yes, I did. And... I heard from a couple of people who had similar sentiments, um, and I'm going to read this. This is from a friend. I'm not going to say who it is, but she knows who she is. She listens to the podcast. She says, hi, just a quick text message to say that I feel like it was slash is so, so, so normal of you that you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do after that phone call with the Colorado doctor. Mm-hmm. And also that... Of course, you started with the super annoying billing story. OMG, so annoying of them. I feel like this falls under what I feel like is a semi-classic male-female divide. I'm listening. Which is that Matt wants to solve your problems right away, but you want to process it together and come to a decision. I think it's a lot to ask for you to be in charge of everything you're already doing and deciding things solo. Too long of a text. Point being, I hate billing departments and health insurance anything. Hashtag solidarity. I feel like she really nailed it. Well, I don't know what to dispute first, but uh, it's not that I... Look, I think you have more authority here in this whole situation of what you want to do. Because you're the one that's getting poked and prodded. I get it, but I also want to feel like I have a partner in this, not that I'm just making all the decisions and that all the responsibility falls on me. Not only do you have a partner, but you have a super cool one. Wait, who? It's I, I don't know if you saw my finger gun right there. That's me. Oh, so. uh, 
I gotta go. Cool partner. All right. Yeah, I mean, look, I, uh, what was I looking for in that? I mean, I talked about it last week, but yeah, I was looking for some indicator. Mm. Either way. Dory, I think, has a hard time understanding how our marriage actually functions. You don't want any responsibility. No, it's not that at all. The The actual function of the marriage is that if there is something that that you require, it happens. So, like, if it's like you saying... But I required a discussion, and you didn't want to give that to me. Um... Well, I think we also discussed how what a horrible state of being I was in at that point. Just yeah. mostly because I was so physically and mentally exhausted that I slept for 12 hours. We did discuss that. Um, but yeah, no, I try to really get to the nitty gritty of what it is you want. And then I try to get you whatever it is that you want. But what about what you want? We spend enough time on what I want. But sometimes I want to have a discussion or at least hear, like, your opinion on something. Yeah. Well, look, my opinion is the same as it was last week. If it's something you want to do, then it is something we will do. I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I just slam my knee. How would you like to fix I this? I don't know. We could go to the couch over there. You could do any kind of any number of things. Can She's we, thinking about it. She's really thinking about it. I am. Because I also, I don't know if I want to sit there because of my neck. Like, I don't know that I want to be like leaning down so much, you know? Leaning down, what do you mean? Honey, see, this is the situation. Dory wants to move. Dory gets to move. All right. It's the classic, it's the classic this is not comfortable. No? No. Is it worse, you think? Yes, I actually do think it's worse. This is very confusing to me. There's so many chairs. I'm I'm stuffed in a corner. <laughs> this is like truly uncomfortable. Hi, everyone. We have not moved seats, but Dory is now uh, having one of the worst iced coffees of her life. It's pretty gross. <laughs> but, uh... That's what we do here for you guys. Should we listen to another voicemail? I think that's fine, yeah. Okay, great. Here we go, everybody. This is voicemail number two. Hey, man, Dory, it's Christopher Finagy giving you a call. It's Christopher Finagy. Um, I paused the podcast, partially because I'm taking a break from work. Uh, but I wanted to call in and ask if, you know, since you guys are talking about how it may be an issue with Matt Sperm on the latest episode... Could have you thought about um, since I think I heard Matt say Mosher got snipped? Um, asking Jonathan Frakes <laughs> to donate sperm if that's the case. I think that would be perfect and very apropos. Uh, but yeah, now also he's my uh, number one. You know, I had asked Matt a question during one of the face group things. Um, he said, "Show me his casino guitar." Made me jealous, but uh. Matt, what do you think about a dot? Is that a good um, a phone dot? Is that a good price? Is there something like a little bit better? You know, not too expensive. Um, and then Dory, Matt, you can chime in on this mm -hmm. question too. But Dory, as I'm moving back to Columbus, 
in two days, three days, um, and I'm ready to get back out there in the scene. I want your egg is hitting the scene. How soon should I mention the whole uh, ostomy situation? Should I hold off until we start like talking right away, or just be like, you know, put on my my profile, be like, hey, just letting you know this is a situation right now, you know, type thing? Because I'm not hesitant on talking about it, as you guys well know. So. I'm just not sure how early I should bring that into the conversation. So I would appreciate your feedback and I wish you guys the best. Have a good one. Bye. This feels like a date three conversation to me. So if you're Dory and I, that would be um, in the first week. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think date three seems like a reasonable date. Three seems to be the one, right? That's the, that's when, um, that's when all is revealed. Yeah. That's when you get to the, as I said earlier, the nitty gritty. I don't think it's something you need to put on your profile. Agreed. I don't think it's something you need to lead with. Agreed. Um, I don't think it's something that if you go on a date with someone and you're like, I'm never going to see this person again. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't need to know. Right. That's true. That's true. If you get to a point where you're like, I think I kind of like this person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to do a kind of full disclosure sort of situation. Yeah. You do it on date three because that's enough time to know that you like them. But it's also not so much time that if she turns out to be a jerk about it, like you haven't invested too much time. Yeah. That's true. I think that's good advice coming at you from Dory Shafrir. I will co-sign that advice. Thank you. Matthew P. Myra. Yep. Signed. Uh, In regards to the Epiphone dot... Uh, well, Christopher, if you want some humbuckers on a semi-hollow body guitar, the Epiphone Dot's a great budget uh, entry point to the uh, to that world. I would take a look at some of the Ibanez art cores. Uh, they might be a little more comfortable. I always found that my Epiphone Dot, I found the neck to be outrageously uncomfortable, which is actually the case with that ca- Epiphone Casino, too. Uh, I don't know why, but their necks are seemingly very uncomfortable. But I would give it a whirl. Epiphone Sheratons, I find the you know that's the uh, step up from the dot. Um, have more comfortable necks, so, and you can pick up a used one probably for three hundred dollars thereabouts. So that's my guitar advice. I co-sign it. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. We have more emails. Okay, we're gonna read one uh, here. It's from Caitlin. Hi there. My husband and I have been doing IVF for about four years. Uh, 26 when we started. Husband was 30. And now I'm 30. He's 34. Brief background. Uh, I have Kalman syndrome, which is a complete lack of pituitary gland activity. Thus, no period or hormones necessary to promote contraception or maintain... Conception. Pre- Sorry. That's very reverse of words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, or maintain pregnancy alone. We did a fresh, we did a fresh transfer uh, in 2014 and got a beautiful little girl, about to be three years old at the end of the month. I was able to maintain pregnancy after ending the PIO. Progesterone in oil. Thank you. At 10 weeks, as my body was maintaining just fine, although it didn't stop me from being terrified every step of the way. Went back for more. 
We had four frozen embryos ready to go, ended up transferring clinics to follow our doctor, he who had moved and thus moved the embryos in a massive tank through the city of Chicago during rush hour on a time crunch. Sounds like a good plot of a movie. <laughs> I digress. We made it without issue. Embryos were stable and chilling. We went forward with the typical frozen protocol for our clinic on uh, a very regimented preset schedule. Unfortunately, not a single one took, and we're back at square one. I asked my doctor uh, after our second failure if it was possible the protocol wasn't a good fit for me. Maybe I needed a fresh retrieval uh, round priming and styming on Menipure. Stimming. That's what I meant. Uh, and Gonal F to get some ovarian action. But due to how expensive that route would be, my doctor encouraged us to do an ERA. Endometrial uh, receptivity... Aptitude test? Yes. <laughs> uh, and move forward to the last two. We were back at square one, made the decision to do a fresh round. I'm a slow starter due to the Kalman. Uh, but once my body recognizes the meds, it knows what the fuck is up and gets moving. We triggered retrieval. Uh, it was Tuesday, 7-10, 13 eggs, 6 fertilized, 5 made day 3, 1 transferred on Sunday, 7-15, and 2 were frozen. All the embryos... Uh, that fought the good fight ended up grade one. Is that low or high? I think. Uh, oh, I actually, well, all the clinics have different oh, grading right, systems, true. so I don't really know what that means at her clinic. So I wasn't as sure as I thought. Feel free to leave out, uh, leave all of this out if you read it. No. <laughs> uh, just felt good to tell the story. On to protocol. I'm hoping to find out if anyone has ever transferred a frozen embryo, but while doing a fresh protocol i.e. the Menopure, the Gonal F, the Ovidral uh, for trigger, etc. Ovidral. God, I'll never figure out how to say these words. We only have insurance coverage for one more egg retrieval. Mazel to you. Uh, and I worry if these don't work, what's next? Yes, the meds are still astronomical and literally take the wind out of me uh, when that fraud alert hits my phone of the outlandish sum. But it pales in comparison to what a retrieval cycle could cost. You don't have a great way to wrap it up. So I'll just say I love the show. You guys made uh, such an impact on our journey and many others. And I get a kick out of when we mention your podcast to the RE and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I wish they'd tell us. I'll tell you. We, do you, though? We Do I? That's a great question. What does that mean? Because we heard from a doctor who was oh, like, sure, I sure, don't sure. like how you talk about doctors. No, I mean, and in, that's probably why you don't hear from any doctors. In person. Bring it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. I feel like when we sit in the waiting room at CFP, we should be mobbed by sometimes, patients. Sometimes I feel like we get looks. Yeah, but everyone gets looks because we're all looking at everyone. That's true. To go like, what's your deal? I have run into people I know at CFP. Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Sure. But I just wonder if anyone else in the waiting room is like, do you think that's the Matt and Dory of the Excellent Adventure? <laughs> Should we wear our egghead t-shirts whenever we go into the yes, clinic? Yes, from now on. Okay. That's what we're doing. Matching egghead t-shirts. Uh, okay, honey. It is uh, the... Caitlin has put it out. It's the... Not an egg signal. It's not a sperm signal. She's, it's a transfer she, signal. She called it the protocol signal in her, in her in her subject line, I believe. Uh, so the protocol signal has been sent. Has anyone done a fresh transfer protocol with a frozen embryo? Tune in next week, Caitlin, and hopefully someone will have that answer. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. So uh, the uh, protocol signals up. Let's see what else is going on with our listeners. Well, this is from Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, she has had various issues, um, but she is she want what she wanted what she really wanted to point out was that she is twenty six years old, yeah, turning twenty seven next month, and her husband is twenty nine, turning thirty in December. And she says this to, young bucks. to remind listeners that youth is not a guarantee of fertility, right. So when the older couples in the waiting room stare at me with an annoyed expression or when someone makes a comment in an online infertility community about how I'm, quote, so young and have time, it really pisses me off. You don't have to be of a certain age to earn your infertility story. I'm 26 years old with really, really dumb eggs. I deserve to be here just as much as anyone else. Well, Sarah, I am sorry that you're here. You do deserve to be here. 
She also wanted to say that my husband and I started watching the Goldbergs and it's been amazing comic relief for us during this infertility shit show. Mm. My husband jokes that Beverly Goldberg is actually me and I really can't disagree with that. Listen, you don't want to be the Beverly. Never. You don't want to be her. I mean, she is such a smotherer. <sighs> yeah. I hope you're not a smotherer. I no. hope you turn into a wonderful uh person and uh, good luck in your journey and of course guys maybe let me just throw this out there to sarah might help her out a little bit we stare at people all the time regardless of age this is true in the clinic so when we're in that waiting room we are literally looking everyone up and down and we're not judging anyone we're simply wondering what brought you here yeah. So maybe it's not that. And f- flip of that, Sarah, feel free to stare at everybody else too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Give it, give it right back. Totally. And just go. What? What are you doing here? Yeah. So. Um. So this is from Kylie, and she had been, she had gone to um, a couple of different doctors who all told her that she needed to lose weight okay? if she was going to get pregnant. And then she says, considering during my 20s, I've had weight loss surgery, been on prescription diet meds, and been a member of Weight Watchers and only managed to lose 15 to 30 pounds each time, which I probably mm. gained back, put having a baby in a place I wouldn't be able to reach anytime soon, if at all, as weight loss has only gotten more difficult as I've gotten older. Mm, that's, that does happen, yeah. Enter your podcast. Oh, no. My husband was listening, mm-hmm. and he told me about a list of fat-friendly doctors that you had mentioned. I looked up the list, and lo and behold, there was a fat-friendly OBGYN nearby. I immediately booked an appointment. My new OBGYN looked at all the tests that Shady Grove did. I told her what they required, and she was all, yeah, that's not necessary, and immediately prescribed me Clomid. Mm-hmm. I've spent years of agonizing and being worried that I wouldn't be able to bear children should I choose to have them because of my PCOS and my weight, thanks to the doctors who kept telling me how difficult it would be if I didn't lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that despite my weight and without losing a pound, two rounds on the lowest dose of pill from Clomid, and that was all it took. A doctor that looked at me in my condition as it was, rather than just my fat body, made all the difference. Mm. I'm now 34 weeks pregnant with a baby girl, and while the PCOS did cause gestational diabetes... The care I've had for my OBGYN and the care I have had from the MFM that she referred to for the GD, oh, gestational diabetes. I'm so confused. What is MFM? I don't know what the MFM is. My favorite murder? Matt fucking Myra? Maybe. Yo. Has been amazing. And for the first time in my life, I haven't been horribly fat shamed by a healthcare professional. I'm very lucky that my issues weren't nearly as bad as my previous doctors were making them out to me, but I think of all that time wasted with worry and shame, and I'm very glad that my blood pressure is rock solid or my head might explode. I know that you both have been having a difficult time, but I wanted to let you know that thanks to your podcast, there's a baby out here about to be born who likely wouldn't have existed without you guys and a soon-to-be mom who feels confident about her medical care for the first time in her life. Please consider bringing up your resources page more often. It's a wonderful tool. Don't we do that at the end of every... We often do. Oh, you know, we didn't even do the business up top. We didn't do the business up top, guys. We have a resources page on our website, excellentadventure.com. Yeah, head over there for all your resource needs. You can also email us at dorymatt at gmail and matt and dory at gmail.com. Our phone number is 413-461-BABY. 
I wish both of you the very best. And I want you to know that my husband and I are both rooting for your success and your fertility journey. We appreciate what you're doing for the podcast. Baby Marceline. That's a cute name. Would also like to say hello and thank you. Sincerely, Kylie. Kylie. You're welcome. You are so welcome. And I'm so glad that the resources page worked for you. I'm glad the resources page was finally clicked on by somebody. <gasps> I'm imagining that no one glows on. No, I don't I know. People do Should we put a little ticker? A little, little one of those uh, green <laughs> like, digital tickers? <laughs> little, remember when people used to have those? Yes, I do. See how many, how many hits we get? Yeah, those kind of disappeared. Forgot Along with those. flying toasters. Yeah. Um, should we listen to another voicemail before we get to the next Sure. Evening? We can All do right. that. No problem. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, guys. It's Stephanie, Patreon supporter. Sorry your round sucked. Um, I just got through a really sucky round, too. And I don't ever call because I hate not being able to proofread and collect my thoughts because I tend to ramble. But you had an emailer this week that asked about performance anxiety, and I think that it's something that we don't discuss enough. Um, my husband was in the same boat. We don't have any issues providing samples, but because timed intercourse lasts, forever for us. Um, it was a huge part of our journey. Um, we started to have formic anxiety in the bedroom and we tried therapy. We went and got a prescription um, and it ended up with me talking to our RE who is a much older gentleman from Greece and he told me do not discuss infertility with your husband for 30 days um and it sounded kind of crazy and i didn't want to not talk to him about it but i took the advice because we had done everything else and it wasn't working and lo and behold it significantly reduced um my husband being caught up in his head um so it definitely helped us a lot i i know that it's hard to do but you may want to try it um it definitely takes some forethought, not to mention anything about babies for 30 days. And then a question for those of you out there. We suffer from significantly low lining on a regular basis. Um, every medicated cycle, I think the best lining we've gotten to is seven. And then we just completed a natural cycle where we got to 14 and are about to head into another natural cycle and 14 is the best we've had in two and a half years, so we're hoping that maybe another unmedicated cycle will show the same. Um, but outside of estrogen support, extra stims to create estrogen naturally, I was wondering what people have done to increase lining because it seems everything we try doesn't work. Thanks. Bye. All right. The lining really signal. Really thought the Greek doctor was going to prescribe olive oil. I feel like that's their that's answer so for everything. Stereotypical of you. Well, 
look, yeah, you, the guys getting in in their own heads about these kinds of things. It's, of course, of course, it's bound to be an issue. So if you're having that issue, I would say try what that Greek doctor says. Yeah, tried. it might work. It might not, but. But we hope it does. We hope it does. And then uh, the signal went out. The lining signal is out. If you know of a way to increase increase the lining. Have they tried drinking milk? Is that Does that work the same way as like uh, when you're, uh, you have phlegm? Mm, I don't think so. It really thickens it up. I do think that this has come up in the Facebook group, though, Stephanie. So if you are not in the Facebook group, I would maybe head over there, do a search for lining. Yes, I'm listening. And I think you'll get some 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 good hits. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Facebook group is there uh, as a wonderful full-time us. In yeah. the sense of like, they're always there to answer questions. Totally. If, if some of us aren't around, then guess what? Someone else is. Uh, hey, guys. As more of your shows centered around death is from Julia, uh, the de- debt aspects of IVF, uh, it brought up my own anxiety about debt. Oh, no. We've successfully had a boy uh, with IVF, but now have credit card debt as a monthly loan we pay out uh, and a monthly storage fee for the rest of the frozen embryos. Try not to let it get to me most days, but occasionally I feel choked by it all. I just hope there is a listener who could give advice on how to pay this all down as fast as possible and still have money for things that are must. Sadly, there is a debt that you stack up trying to conceive that comes from uh, the money you then have to shell out for everyday things uh, regarding your baby. Uh, it's whack that my child is is a debt. <laughs> it is whack. Uh, I don't think of him that way, but I'm trying to have him. But trying to have him create oh, a sizable debt. Yeah. Okay, deep breaths. Thanks, guys. Julia, I wonder if there might be some help for you over on the uh, uh personal finance subreddit interesting uh they all seem to be very good and if you presented this thing to them they might have a better solve for you than i would um but because uh, i mean certainly they'd have a better solve because they're great at budgets and you know who isn't matt myra i like that idea yeah uh that's idea A. Idea B, talk to the face group about it. Yep. I call every Facebook group a face group. It's probably pretty annoying to people. Mm. But uh, it is what we do. And honey, I've lost our email. Where did it go? Oh, it's right there. Okie dokie. Uh, so thank you, Julia, for writing in. What are you doing? I'm looking for the... I've lost... I, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Guys, I found it. I found it. Okay. Honey, it's all done. It's all done. I've looked for the emails. I found the emails. Okay. (laughs) This is from Nomar. Great. In case you don't have a perfect recollection of episode 60. I don't. You had back-to-back emails about religion and IVF and abortion. Oh, wow. This struck me, and I knew it was my time to write in. Okie dokie. There's so much backstory that informs things going forward. I'll try to condense. Mm-hmm. I'm a pastor. Yeah. When I met my wife, she had experienced a lifetime of terrible family dynamics, including a guilt-ridden Catholic upbringing and parents' hateful divorce. Mm-hmm. She was unsure about marriage and kids and the whole ball of wax. Because of this, she had an abortion around her 20th birthday before we got together. 
while I'm not, quote, pro-abortion, I'm from a fairly progressive church tradition, and we got past this revelation with a little discussion and moved on. Fast forward. My wife and I have been experiencing infertility for around two years. Being both fairly young, 34 me, 27 her, we weren't panicking. However, about a year ago, we found out we were pregnant, only to have the rug ripped out from under us with bleeding at five weeks, an ultrasound without heartbeat at eight weeks, and a miscarriage at 11 to 12 weeks. Mm. We were obviously crushed. I hope in my life I never experienced the deep sadness and pain I felt again, especially as I sat in a doctor's office with my wife as she broke down and years of religious guilt came rushing back as she decided that God was punishing her for the abortion and took our baby. Oh, boy. These have continued to pop up occasionally the past year as we struggle to conceive again. I'm fat. She's healthy. She's blaming herself, and it's probably me, which has led to me recently, quote, hitting the wall. And now I'm going to go sit in a terrible jerk off room mm-hmm. because I'm so torn up that my wife has blamed herself for what is most likely my issue. Mm-hmm. It's time for science and religion to come together and make us a baby. So thank you for your pod. I've been binge listening since we reached this section of our journey, and it's already helpful as I at least know some things to expect going forward. In terms of religion, as a pastor, I cannot stand the characterization of God punishing folks with infertility. It's a manipulation by people with Puritan values and wildly inconsistent, since I'm sure many of you know the most wild and, quote, sinful people who are blessed with children. Mm -hmm. This is some handmaid's tale BS. Don't let any religious person shame you into believing that any form of science baby is a front to, quote, his will. And don't let them shame you into thinking God is striking you down for things you've done. I believe in God's redemption and recreation, not destruction. My brand of faith believes God... gave us the wisdom to overcome the things of this world, including infertility. Mm. Anyway, long rant. If you or other adventurers ever needs a spiritual advisor, just let me know. There's a line here that I believe is a Star Trek reference that I'm going to let Matt Why do you know? How do you know that that's a Star Trek reference? Because Uh, it looks like Klingon. It's not Klingon. Uh, And then he says, Matt, Shaka, his eyes uncovered, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. What does Shaka, that mean? when the walls fell. Which walls? The walls at Tanagra. Where's that? <sighs> God. All right, never mind. <laughs> it's from a very famous episode of Star Trek called Darmok. Mm. Uh, no one has been able to communicate with this species that has warp capability, and mm-hmm. no one can understand it. No linguistics experts have been able to figure it out. Picard gets stranded on the planet with the captain of the other ship mm-hmm. and begins to learn that this race of people, they communicate mm-hmm. in metaphor by mm-hmm. telling old stories. Okay. So Picard begins to tell him about Homer and the Iliad, uh-huh. and they start to understand each other. Cool. I believe it's Homer. I, I forget. <laughs> All right, honey. We're, uh, we're getting close to the end here. Do you have any other voicemails um, you'd like to play or I anything do. like that? I do have one more voicemail I would like to play. Okie dokie. Um, here we go. Hi, this is Kim calling from Denver. Not a CCRM user, though, so I can't give you any advice there. Um, but listening to your most recent episode, I just wanted to give some feedback to Matt, and I think it might be helpful to other male partners in uh, this infertility journey, to use a word we all hate. Um, so... I understand why you'd be frustrated by Dory presenting some of the the bad aspects of her experience, but at the same time, you commented multiple times that the majority of the stress of infertility treatment is really on the woman. The ones taking medication, we're the ones going to a lot of appointments. It's not 
optional for us to go on an appointment based on whether it's convenient at work or not. We just have to. Um, and yet you seem to think that all of the emotional burden should also fall on Dory because what you're saying is, I don't want to hear any of the bad things. I just want you to convince me this is a good idea. And I totally understand that you have to think about going out of state and Disagree, spending more money I'll when continue. you're already in debt and adding more, uh, you know, just sort of inconvenience to the, the whole process than you already have. But all of those things are true for Dory or the female partner in any couple as well. And it seems really unfair to say, you have to psych me up for this if you want to do it. I just want to hear the, the sunshine and rainbow side of it. You deal with all the bullshit. I don't have time for that. Uh, so I think that's, I don't think that's what your intention is, but I just think that that's how it comes across. And it's having been the female partner who had to take on pretty much all of the both like physical burden, but also the emotional burden of going through infertility. I just think that's something to think about. It's not just the, the shots and, and all that. It's the figuring out everything with these doctor's appointments and what you want to do next and like, what the next step is and I think it's totally fair for a partner to want to say hey this was stressful and I want to talk about whether we want to go forward with this and to be positive about wanting to go forward with something but even if it's not perfect because I mean you got to do something right anyway just some food for thought love the podcast wishing you guys a lot of luck if you're out in Denver I hope you have a meet up but I understand that might not be your top priority hi hi look uh, I understand where she's coming from and how that might have come across both you and her. And if it did, I apologize. The end. <laughs> That's a good, I'm sorry you were offended. Apology. <laughs> Here's the frustrating thing. I knew what I wanted to do. I was clear to Dory about it. And she ignored what I wanted to do and went ahead and did what she wanted to do. And then I was hoping for an answer. So if this is a two-person situation and it's truly a two-person situation, then I should have been consulted when she made the appointment. Uh, we should have made sure it was at a time that I could have been on the phone. And it wasn't. And I came home from work. And instead of her telling me about the appointment, she told me about the billing department. So... Yes, I do understand how that appears. Uh, maybe the way we discussed it last week, that wasn't clear, but uh, I've been firm in my standing of uh, I'd like to try to get this boy embryo in there and see what happens and then uh, think about what's happening going forward. Um, and that's what we're doing. It is what we're doing. Yes, I know. Um, but uh, I should have been consulted. And I wasn't. So, you know, hard to take some burdens when my wife is running around behind my back making appointments she didn't tell me about. Don't, oh, you didn't tell me, specifically didn't tell me. Why did you not tell me? Because I knew you were going to be upset. (laughs) Why would I be upset? But then I did tell you. But honey, why would I be? Only when I brought it up. I know, but I was going to tell you that day. I've written it down. Interesting. Tell Matt about appointments. Okay, but like, I mean, and I'm 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 not mad about it. It happened. It's what happened. But I would like everyone to have the whole picture of of what this is like for the two of us. I hope we were. Um, But yeah, look, if I didn't want to hear the full uh, full onslaught of billing mishaps, at least not when I didn't know anything about the appointment. All right. Do you want to read that last email? 
Should I? Sure. Uh, this is from Amy. Hi, Dory Matt. Just want to say thank you for the podcast. I appreciate the candid conversations you have about the process and how it isn't always sunny, optimistic, or bonding. Uh, I have found this whole adventure very isolating, and it's nice to find a haven where I can talk about and relate to your experience. I want to thank Matt for sharing his experience. Uh, my husband is struggling as it's hard to find information on how men, uh, for men on how to cope, grieve, and support during the process. I can now find uh, humor as opposed to annoyance in, wh- in how much he despises one of the receptionists at our clinic, which is out of character for him. <laughs> She's very curt and dismissive uh, and acts uh, inconvenienced. But I realize it's like the parking. Uh, a kind smile and a patience at the front desk could be included in the thousands of dollars we paid. I mean, we would rather not be there either. P.S. If you're considering a second opinion and you're planning a vac- Vancouver for vacation, uh, maybe you should consider PCRM Burnbury, Burn Bay, Burnby. I don't know how the fees compare, but the exchange rate works in your favor. I believe fifteen to twenty thousand U.S. Uh, oh, fifteen to twenty K Canadian, which is eleven to fifteen uh, U.S. Uh, for an IVF cycle, including meds. Hmm. That's something to think about. That's a good email. We'd get to come to Canada. Ugh, I'd dream of a baby conceived in Canada. I would make him Canadian. Or her. Them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, everyone, thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can support us on the Patreon page and get up to two bonus episodes per month. You can go to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure. Huge thank you to our Patreon supporters who, again, are better than all of you who aren't. Right? That's what we've decided. Uh, It's your support uh, that keeps us going. And uh, for the $5 level and above, you get your name right on the podcast each month. Uh, You'll also get the back catalog of Patreon episodes. There's a bunch of episodes over there for you to listen to. Uh, Thank you to all of our new supporters. Uh, You'll get your name read on next month's episode. uh, And we'll try to read these faster. So, with that being said, here I go. Rachel Lander. Allie, who's Charlie's mom. Emma Summer. Bertha Crowley. Katie McKenzie. Jennifer T. Brennan. Kimberly Miller. Sarah Lauer. Robert Thayer III. Paul Baker. Jackie Spagnuolo. Uh, Chadwin, Daniel uh, Nuchaforo, that's what I'm going to say, Samantha, Kathleen, Kathleen Gilchrist, Nicole Hawksprung, we like that name, Lauren Luther, Tracy Krauser, Elizabeth, Jessica uh, DeKemper, Greta P., Olga Zistara, I like that, uh, Alex Morosco, Brian Gusky, Carrie L., Jessica Zimbelman, Brooke McIntyre, Katie Hobbs, Mary M., Nikki Chung, Quincy Kurt, Court, sorry, Quincy, Quincy Court, uh, Franny Keys, Rebecca Dawson, Madeline Deathliffs, Shanna Mandel, Laura Bennett, Sarah M., Jordan Hamesley, uh, Kate Reeves, Deanna McLean, Savannah Fox, Dana Larrick, Elliot Anya, April Patrick, Jennifer Bosch, Lauren Kay, Katie Combs Pritchard, Claudia Berger, Ann Vincent, Jane Ennis, Gabriella, and Casey Joe. Thank you all so much. We You're did the it. best. We'll talk to you next week. That's true. And if you're on Patreon, we keep saying we're going to record. I know, but we have to. Yep. Look, I'm off Monday and Tuesday. Why don't we record then? Okay. Look, guys. If you wanted more of us, it's coming. Oh, yeah. 